Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode from Brussels to Berlin. Uh, Simon Taylor from the Ruth Edison office in Brussels. Uh, again, speaking to Hendrik Hagerman, the managing partner in our Berlin office. Uh, it's been all eyes on Germany uh, over the last 10 days, or at least all eyes on the German president uh, of the European Commission, Mrs. Ursula von der Leyen, who's been at the center really of um, the uh, public debate. And let's be fair, let's call it the public disappointment about how the vaccination program is going in the EU 27 member states. And I say the 27 because of course the UK, which uh, has left the European Union, has been doing a, uh, a very good job, very rapid job in um, vaccinating its population. So Hendrik, tell me first of all, what what's the sort of public perception in Germany about the speed of the vaccination rollout, and then what's the view on Mrs. von der Leyen and 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 her leadership of both the Commission and the um, the, the vaccination program, or in particular the the purchasing of the of, of vaccinations. Yeah, uh, thank you, Simon, and, and and great to be on again for the second issue. Uh, you're very right. I mean, the, the the public perception could could not be worse. This is uh, fueled um, extensively, or especially in my view, by the Bild uh, Zeitung, our our lead leading tabloid, but also other media outlets. Um, uh, I think. It's strongly also driven that the Germans sit at home and uh, we like to complain when things don't go well. Um, but yes, I mean, uh, while seeing every day pictures when, when Boris Johnson or an Israel vaccination drives are, are going impressively further and, and the trucks of uh, BioNTech vaccination leave the German factories uh, for foreign foreign users, um, that certainly has not helped. And then, as a third factor, us being trapped at home, the lockdown today. While we speak, the prolongation will probably be until March seventh. The the mood is bad, and uh, you, you want to find, a, as we say, a scapegoat. And Mrs. von der Leyen, in that regard, has has uh, um, has has taken all the all the hits. Now it's it's it, it's interesting because of course she's from the same party as uh, Angela Merkel, the Chancellor, and in many ways uh, she served as the Defence Minister under Mrs Merkel, um, and um, Mrs Merkel has uh, really been a, 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 has made strong displays of public support. But I noticed that Markus Söder, who is the um, from the CSU in Bavaria. Uh, he hasn't, uh, he's actually criticised the Commission, if maybe not von der Leyen by name, but certainly the Commission's handling of the of the vaccinations uh, purpose. Do you see him, is that him trying to get a little bit of advantage in the forthcoming um, uh, selection to be a uh, Chancellor candidate or just normal rivalry? What, what do you make of that normal rivalry between the CDU and the CSU, between Bavaria? or What do you make of it? Yeah, I mean, your, your question pretty much outlines three very important points. One is um, uh, von der Leyen 
is uh, Merkel's uh, uh, commissioner president. So, and it was Merkel's strong decision not to, not to go uh, a national or or, 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 or that they wanted to go with four other countries, but to to give the EU um, the, the 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 Auftrag, the power to procure and to test and and to make the buying decisions. Yeah. Um, so so this is certainly certainly in line with von der Leyen and Merkel. So. This, this is clearly, clearly, clearly an act uh, where the German government was, was, was actually be, be on, on board with, with all what has happened. Um, the second thing, which, as you mentioned, she has been already Merkel's Minister of Defense and Merkel's Minister of Families. I wrote a piece when she became Commissioner President. I mean, Mrs. von der Leyen is, I think she's an impressive leader. And when you look at her impressive CV. I think in that job, what she currently does, she's very well placed. But certainly to all our listeners, Mrs. von der Leyen has not the best manager and uh, uh, credibility yeah. when you look at this legion uh, of, uh, of uh, administrative scandals, inquiry committees, her, her use of uh, advice. In, in Germany, when she in was Germany, in Germany, exactly. Right. Yeah. The Minister mm -hmm. of Defense, in the Minister mm -hmm. of Family already years ago. I mean, uh, some people were a little bit uh, uh, making making uh, making making fun about that. So that's actually uh, something where she where she already has a a weak reputation in German media, which obviously the journalists picked up and and and, and political critics. And in regard to Söder, yes, you could put it into the classical CSU Bavarian antiques on criticizing. Uh, the EU, um, and obviously it, it has also to do with the, the current uh, race, unofficial race, race which is going on and who can, who will become Chancellor candidate. Von der Leyen and the EU Commission made, made an easy target for Mr. Söder, who wants to look as a strong man. However, to all our listeners, especially in Brussels, I want to po point out that this is also, and you remember also our last podcast, this is exactly the trap Söder runs into with his classical CSU EU criticizing antiques because those certainly he has to to a certain point he has to uh, take 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 away when he when he becomes chancellor uh, different to Laschet his contender who who has a much more conciliant approach even even now where 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 von der Leyen was um, was 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 also probably not 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 giving him him a nice time as vaccinations in northern Westphalia his state are slow as well I mean, so if I can sort of bring in a bit more of the Brussels element. So there was a there was a, another angle here that particularly for a British and an Irish audience uh, in a in her handling of the vaccination rollout, which is this uh, 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 triggering on uh, almost uh, to the point triggering of Article 16, which is um, Article 16 of the Northern Ireland Protocol. So it would have been effect a, a suspension of the special arrangements in the in the Brexit deal for Northern Ireland, which would have meant that any as the EU brought in these export transparency measures so that any exports to a third country would have to be registered and approved. Um, this normally wouldn't apply um, to Northern Ireland, except in the case that in, in case that there was a possibility that, vac that, that vaccines were being exported then to um, Great Britain through via Northern Ireland. And of course, this has been seized on by um, the pro-Brexit um, government 
in the UK, but also um, has caused a lot of problems in Northern Ireland itself, and not least from the uh, the Democratic Unionist, who who never wanted the protocol and had it forced upon them, but also in Ireland, which has been very upset uh, and frankly uh, furious um, at um, the way that Article 16 was triggered. I mean, it wasn't uh, von der Leyen changed her mind and pulled it back, but I mean, anyway. That's sort of sorted for now, but it has created a lot of blood. But I think there's something interesting in, in how von der Leyen approached this, which is, from what we understand, that the decision to do so was taken with a very small group of close advisers. The Irish Commissioner, Mairead McGuinness, in charge of financial services, wasn't consulted, which would have been normal for something that affects the interests of Ireland. Obviously, there's no British Commissioner anymore. Um, but also the Trade Commissioner, who's normally responsible for, for trade measures, trade policy, this is a trade measure, um, was, we think, maybe overruled by von der Leyen. And there are lots of reports saying this is also how she ran ministries in the past. This, is, is, is that right? Is that a tendency yeah. that she has? Um, yeah, Rick? yeah, certainly. Certainly it is. And, 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 and this critique of her being... Uh, locked up on herself in the ivory tower of Bellamont and, and taking decisions without the commission, not managing a team of equals. Uh, that, that certainly is, is a is a trait she she um, she might has to has to learn, but she she was never very very good at. I mean, in in the ministries, um, she uh, of family and then later uh, defense she surrounded herself with with kind of her entourage i mean this is this is not unusual obviously to probably all european politicians um there there were not there there i mean you you, you don't have a team i mean a, a german federal minister pretty much is the is the sole uh, emperor and and decider but also there already i mean just ask uh, 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 secretly uh, all german generals in regard to if they have been con consulted in in in, in, yeah. in interesting moves and and decisions and in uh, and, and crusades, she and her and her team of non-experts uh, were, were driving forward. I mean, she had she had a, she had a, she made a lot of enemies there. So um, unfortunately, I, I I have to say that uh, and German media picked that up also this week that this is a trade where she probably needs to learn in regard to that that the commission is more a team of equals yeah. and in that regard. But I wouldn't underestimate. I mean, von der Leyen's, uh, and this is, I think, very important. I mean, she she was born in Brussels. I mean, her her father at that time a, a, a yeah. European Union uh, bureaucrat, later yeah. later prime minister of a, of a, of, a, of a very nice state in Lower Saxony. Um, <laughs> this role still is really made for her, and I think she is a really European, uh, a, a true European. So I think she she has. I mean. At least, probably the will and the ability to 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 work more like the like the rules in, in that do regard. You, do, do you think do you think there's an element of sexism in this um, that um, it, people feel they can attack her because because she's a woman or they resent that there's a woman in such a powerful position and maybe they would be more understanding or sympathetic. I mean, the vaccine situation—it's a once in a generation, even once in a lifetime political health economic challenge i mean it, it, it would test even the greatest of leaders yeah. and it is i mean testing and, and, yeah totally uh, certainly and, and here i come back to to my to also uh 
my critique on 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 how especially the the build zeitung were were driving this this campaign uh, im versagen was uh, was 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 a more polite word um i mean it clearly clearly has to be said that uh, the commission decide, i mean the german government it was merkel's decision uh yeah. among other country leaders to give the european union bureaucracy this decision uh yeah th that's obviously a, a, a slower slower bureaucracy than the state of israel or or or, or centralist countries such as great britain yeah then a very important point is and and, and you sh and in germany certainly certainly uh, if it would be it would have been the other way around you would have seen a lot of a lot of complaints as well i mean germans like to complain anyways is if they wouldn't have gone to the thorough, decent uh, uh, approval process. I mean, there were obviously all these voices, the you know, with no, like with with like emergency approvals. But if they wouldn't have done that, I mean, and this is also the question of liability. So yeah. if you outline all these, outline all these, um, and 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 put put it also in and and von der Leyen, by the way, and then also also more more um uh, more relaxed journalists also of very prestigious papers have 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 said that too when you talk to experts that this is a one once in a lifetime uh process the question in regard to sexism is interesting um that's obviously a difficult one here in germany because we have with von der Leyen and merkel two female leaders yeah where we are very proud of uh um, yeah. sexism and politics in germany is Uh, especially in regard to criticizing the chancellor and or, or von der Leyen is very rare. I mean, the the critique is is more more on what they do, but uh, it's 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 certainly an interesting aspect. Uh, mm. One should not underestimate. Is give, given that the leadership of uh, the Bild Zeitung uh, is run of three testosterone strutting thirty something uh, <laughs> chain smokers. <laughs> and if you have the joy of having Amazon Prime in Germany, you can watch an interesting uh, documentation about them. Just watch 15 minutes and you pretty much know what's what's driving their cause. Yeah. Uh, just to sort of give a, a Brussels perspective again, I mean, I think um, we shouldn't forget that there was a clear uh, motivation of European solidarity to go for this joint procurement this, this, this the, with the Commission uh doing the the negotiating and the contracts and and why because the smaller countries so if, as you say there were I, i can't remember i think france germany the netherlands they were in the front rank uh and were just about to to do their own contracts and there was a conscious decision to act on behalf of the 27 uh, that which includes a lot of smaller countries which now if we if countries had gone their own way without it being coordinated by the commission They would be really struggling to get vaccines. I yeah. know there's a lot of disappointment um, at the availability and AstraZeneca not living up to what was uh, promised or initially understood. Um, but I think the situation might have been so. You, I think you, we have to we have to recognise that motivation. Um, just, I mean, another sort of um, situation this week uh, in the last week where. EU policy and German foreign policy have kind of clashed or, or, or sort of, um, let's say the tensions have been revealed, um, is over the visit to Moscow of Josep Borrell, who's the EU's high representative. He went, he did a press conference with um, his counterpart, the Russian foreign minister, Mr. Lavrov. And basically, I mean, very critical press coverage. He was humiliated. He 
he he he he he got tricked into answering a question in which he criticised U.S. policy of Cuba. This was then exploited by Lavrov, and at the same time, um, while this was going on, the Russians announced they were expelling German, Polish, and Swedish diplomats. But that's then thrown the spotlight back on Germany and Germany's position, for example, on Nord Stream. And we talked as well in the last podcast about Laschet maybe being, some people say, soft on Putin on Nord Stream. What? Uh, how was that seen in Germany? How was it reported? And do you see? You see any evolution in those positions? Yeah, yeah I mean, and, and um, I mean, the the, the Borrell move uh, uh, was was clearly um, uh, an interesting signal, to say it politely, by the Russians that they don't care. <laughs> and yeah. uh, but, um, and I think I want I want to point our audience to 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 two other events which happened here in Germany. Um, so over the weekend, there was a very, very interesting uh, interview uh, Mr. Laschet gave on Reuters to uh, to the English-speaking audience in regard how he how he clearly sees a disconnect between Nord Stream 2, which needs to be uh, finished. Also, this is his rationale. And you remember from our last issue that uh, Mr. Laschet uh, is, is in row of a long, long tradition, starting probably with Frederick the Great or... Or, or, or the or the German politician which hosted Peter the, Peter the Great from Russia back in even a hundred years earlier, of German politicians um, who who really look for a amiable and and trustful relation to Russia and Laschet yeah. Laschet even uh, said clearly that sometimes realpolitik you know a, a word which you use in English as well should not be interwined with feel-good activism. This is how he described the Navalny case, which I think is yeah. a interesting statement. That was then succeeded by uh, our president, Mr. Steinmeier. Um, uh, From the SPD and the former foreign SPD, minister. for foreign minister, uh, former chancellery minister of Gerhard Schröder. Um, yeah. Uh, probably one of the most honorable and well-reputed person, uh, and individuals, politicians in Germany as the president, who also uh, um, uh, 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 said in that line that uh, we, we, in regard to when you look at what's happened uh, to the German-Russian atrocities in uh, World War II, uh, Germany is, is, is good advised to build uh, uh, cordial links with Russia, yeah. where, which, 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 which Nord Stream 2, in, in his mind, is one of. So the establishment of our political leadership, to a certain point, the Chancellor, Mr. Laschet, our president, uh, and I know that also from my um, Anglo-Saxon friends and clients, it's, and, and also from Brussels, it's difficult to understand, but Germany has a has a this distinctive part of the German establishment, not the Greens, and we come maybe later to that. Yeah, yeah, have yeah. A distinctive, different view on that one, and and interestingly, they don't shy away right now to to reinstate uh, this, and 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 I think this is really exceptional. Maybe last word, how how with Nord Stream two, Berlin is at odds with the EU and uh, the US, and 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 it's really. Putting, yeah. putting on with that. Well, actually, you preempted my next question, which was, um, which was to ask you about if, as you predicted last time, 
um, that there is likely to be a, what's called the Black Green Coalition, a city would say a Green Coalition uh, in charge in Germany. How will those tensions on foreign policy towards Russia and China to uh, also how how strong will they be or will the weaker coalition partner just have to swallow a, uh, an unpleasant pill good question i mean because don't forget i mean you know just to remind our readers um, we talked about uh, um, you know, the Greens have been in the ruling coalition before and Joschka Fischer was indeed foreign minister. So the sort of ethical foreign policy, as, as it was attempted by Robin Cook in the UK, um, or a more ethical foreign policy, the one that's less based on realpolitik, which is, as you say, become a, 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 a very common term of, 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 of political discourse in, 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 in the English language. Um, uh, how, how do you think that will play out? Yeah, I mean, this is this is clearly clearly probably the most the most interesting question right now. Um, I, I, I think I think a legion of think tanks currently are positioning <laughs> yeah. themselves, uh, of course. Uh, have, have, having having in, ex, intensive intensive uh, talks um, uh, or with leadership of the Green Party. There are also different positions within. You have the more leftist wing of Mr. Trittin, who is, has this uh, old uh, uh, anti-Americanism uh, embraced, while, while, while the modern leadership is, uh, is on the trip to, uh, to peace, uh, no, to ally up with Biden. But yeah, I mean, um, when you, maybe it's also when you look at, at, at game theory or, or, or a poker game, maybe it's also a, a way from the Lusher team. And he has, he has, and there were also interesting articles, he has surrounded himself with with real professionals, you know, old foreign foreign affairs, the chancellery, right. veterans. Um, he, he he's, he's he's not an amateur stating these 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 no. statements are, are well well placed and prepared. So so, so just can, because just because he's a regional politician, yeah, you exactly. shouldn't think yeah, that he's exactly. exactly and and he provincial. And he, and he has taken them out of Berlin to Dusseldorf. So so they're right. they're really in his in his surrounding. And um, so it can be already you know you know I mean you raise up the stakes. Because he knows that with the Greens and the likelihood of the of the Greens taking the foreign ministry, um, that he that he can that 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 especially with Russia and Nord Stream two, I think that Greens will have to swallow that that bitter pill. Uh, they, they will not succeed in ending ending the project. They will they will they will certainly put much more pressure on 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 on, on violations. He might even be able to move their attention to China. Which, uh, which is, uh, which there he is more, much more indifferent, and especially when the Americans push forward in that regard. So that, so that, that's actually a good point. Maybe one, one point to, to one, one rumor to, to, to flag to our audience. It could also be that, uh, and this is what we had after the Second World War. I mean, Germany has established that the largest uh, coalition partner becomes the foreign ministry and takes the vice chancellorship in that ministry. Um, but that, that doesn't need to be naturally the case. It could also be that the CDU with Mr. Röttgen takes the foreign ministry uh, and that Greens, because the Greens want to focus so strong on super ministries and energy transition, mobility right. and agriculture, which right. then would give the CDU actually a, an even more interesting um, uh, Gestaltungsmacht, uh, creation power, 
on on our future foreign policy. So uh, don't for all our listeners don't don't forget Mr. Rutgen. Interesting okay. personality. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, Hendrik, that this it's great. We've covered a lot of ground, and um, we have some important regional elections coming up in March, I think. Um, so thanks for your insights and your perspective uh, today. We're going to see how this uh, uh, the, the relations between the Greens and the CDU develop in the course of the year with these elections coming up. Um, and it's great to be doing the second episode. I look forward to the next one. And um, thank you very much uh, to all of you listening out there in podcast land, if there is such a place. Uh, and um, we um, hope you'll join us uh, again soon. So thank you very much and goodbye. Thank you, Simon. Auf Wiedersehen.